0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast. My name is Wandi Lasishi, the Auto Trader PR and Brad Manager.
1: And my name is Mr. Tayedza Mbiri, one of the motoring journalists on board. So, Wandi, how are you doing today? Ah, oh,
0: can't complain, buddy. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful <sighs> day. Today you did something pretty incredible, but we'll get into that. Don't, don't spoil it yet. Let's first talk about what we're talking about today, and today we've got four segments. The first one being Hot or Not, where we're going to put up some images on the screen. And I'm just going to try and get an understanding if you think it's, you know, if it's hot or not, essentially. Okay. Next, we'll we'll go into yes but no, in which for, um we're just going to basically look at some popular vehicles and see. we we'll look at some popular trends and see if it's a yes or a no, essentially. Um, or no for you. Let
1: the arguing begin.
0: Exactly that. I think we're going to get some, some interesting things there. And well, then we're going to have some heat seekers, uh, where you're going to just tell us about some of the cars that you think are going to be hot this year. Mm-hmm. And lastly, we're going to go into lights out, a new segment. We're going okay. look look, to look at some of the F1 liveries this year and uh, okay. kind of rate them. Okay. Maybe we'll use emojis right. as a rating system.
1: Uh, how do I do, I don't know, a broccoli if my hands. We know, will find like out
0: when we get there. But moving on, Say so hot or not. I'm going to throw some three images I found online. Okay. I just want you to tell me what you think about this. So this is a new trend that I've seen recently. Is where that people, a- basically LED lights, headlights, different color LED headlights, you know, not the OEM sort of spec. Is that a Premier League logo? Check that out in like. The I last mean, it could be. It could be.
1: How, um, how much do you love football to do that?
0: Well, I mean, if you're a, like a super fan of something, this, you know, this is the sort of thing that you do. Um, but I've seen some really, really crazy different designs. You know, it's not just fans. I've seen like, like disco lights. I've seen some crazy stuff happening there. Okay.
1: But I think the thing is what we need to establish first and foremost is that the headlights of a car yeah you find good looking feature but they are lights they need yeah. to function. Well this may function pretty well it's like you're going to paint everything green. Yeah. So uh I don't think uh, Metro Police would love that exactly but yeah. uh, you know you'll look fully sick at the show. Um as far as I go if it's hot or not for me nah it's definitely it's not, a not, not for you not not for me nah I fully agree. I mean I've seen
0: some really cool ones. So I've seen some tail lights where um someone would take a new so basically you get a facelift like the M four T S for instance. Yeah. Where the faces came out and the tail lights were just gorgeous on, on that specific variant. What and then the and nostrils? then somebody would go and get hold on <laughs> and then somebody would go and replace the existing tail lights with that spec. I think those are cool. Um mm. but sometimes when you're going into like different colored schemes and stuff, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Because it's also the legality thing that comes into it as well. I know I sound boring saying this, but yeah, it's you like, sound boring, Tay. You want to you, you <laughs> want to drive your car and enjoy it, but then yeah. not get stopped at every thirty centimeters or something, you know? Hundred percent. So, you know, 100%. for the sake of style or for the sake of functionality, you know, that's the line. We've got to kind of balance.
0: Hundred percent. And in info, uh, Grill, let me just put it on the record. I love, but we're not going to talk about that. Let's go. To, let's go into the next image. Hot or not, Tay? Eh? What are we looking at here first and foremost what are you looking at what are, What is the thing that stands out the most to you before you know anything else
1: uh that is very cambered
0: yeah, yeah so like I mean I've seen a few of these on the roads personally like i'm i'm like like a little bit of camber is not too bad oh. it's it's <laughs> it's when it's like this where like it grates my you know so for
1: people it grates who... me a little bit for people who know me very well, they know that I'm very much not into the stance culture. Like, yeah. you know, you, you, you do you at the end yeah. of the day. It's your car, yeah. you paid for it and whatever, but... Any build's you, a good build. Yeah, any, any any build's a good build in someone's eyes. Um, but the thing is, you have to be open to critique. Yeah. Look, I, I own performance cars myself. Uh, yep. One that hasn't been revealed yet. We won't talk about that. Yeah. The other one, yes, I've kind of tastily modified myself. Yeah. Um, And it comes to this thing of... Okay, I'm going to be open to criticism as well, but back on topic, how does this look exactly? Like, you can with you it see awesome clearly it's, it's, it's in the show car setting, so <laughs> yeah. they're going to go full Exactly full what whack. the brief is for, yeah, yeah. As far as this goes. The cleanliness of the build I appreciate in that, yeah. look, it's even dress-up bolts as well. I'm aware of dress-up bolts, and it's usually things that you'll see in uh, engine bases to you tie up a show car, you know, that little extra detail that you want to see in your cars and that. and you know, I'll appreciate it for that. It does look clean. I have judged cars before at a car show and, um, yeah. you know, you look at little things like that, little details. Is would, um, would you
0: get some points if you go to a car show and you do have a little bit of camera and you're like, is, is that something that's like style points or like a, like what sort of points would you
1: give for that? It depends on the show, I'll say. So if this was a stance specific show or this is more of like show and shine, you know, just do anything, just yeah. make sure it's a good build, make sure it stands out. Like this would win, you know, just on the face of it, it would win a lot of points because I can see... I can think what car it is exactly. I think it's a Honda Beat, you know, Japanese uh, small K car runabout and that. Yeah. But uh, it's been modified with Honda Odyssey lights, new front bumpers, the rudest metallic paint, you know, that you can see there. Um, as far as the outrageousness of it, it would be hot in that respect. Okay. Personally you, speaking... Yeah. Not. Uh, nah, nah, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> a fan of stunts. sorry.
0: So you mentioned something earlier and I'm going to go to the next car now and I'm... I, yeah, let's just go into the next car. What do you think... About, the, is this hot or not?
1: <laughs> what, what is this bias? What is this
0: bias? Oh my god, this is, is it hot or not? Say, like, what are we looking at here?
1: <laughs> <Just> exactly <laughs> what we are looking at here. Now, I'm going to be contrarian because I know what people are going to say. People who know me extremely well. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be contrarian and say no because look at the way his fate is lined up.
0: Okay, okay. So based That, on that, that, the that is way load. too
1: lined up. And then, even considering the gloves as well, those yeah. look like golfing gloves rather than actual driving gloves to stretch over. Yeah. As yeah. far as the car goes, we're not going to talk about that. This is <laughs> biased. We'll we'll put we'll put this hot knot not down as a DNF. Okay, I'll, so I'll this one here
0: there. is inconclusive. We call it an inconclusive hot so sort of <laughs> Let's move on. We to we, the we, next we know segment. what
1: people know what I think. It's fine.
0: <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next segment. So this segment is called. Yes but no. Um where basically we're just going to be looking at different uh vehicles and just tell me if these basically car trains were or well, popular mm. cars where people love, but just not for you, um essentially. Okay. So I'm gonna throw up some three cars here. And I just Shall wanna we? get your, your take. Popular cars. So what we're looking at here is a Porsche Panamera. So for mm. me personally, I've just I've had a little bit of problem with this this car, just because when it came out, I just don't understand why? which which segment it came into. Um, it was mm. very confusing for me. Mm. What scenario? And it's extremely popular. So this mm. is a car that is extremely popular. It's fantastic. Um, but for me, mm. it just seems like there's so many other things, like on the markets. And for somebody who's driven these sort of cars, like mm. what, what sort of person would want this? What why would this try and convert me essentially?
1: So the thing is, um. Uh, I'm going to be paraphrasing here, and don't quote me 100% on this, but uh, the reason why something like the Pan- Panamera would exist, yeah. popular cars like these, this is uh, exotic uh, for the most part, is that yes, four doors people complain and say, no, but it's not like a 911. It needs to be a two-door. Needs to be." Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> eh. But you have to think of it in the sense, the person who is going to buy into this, they want a Porsche kind of lifestyle. Yeah. But the thing is, you also want the kind of practicality to go with it so okay. you can use it more on a daily basis. Now, at the end of the day, if you have cars like this around yeah. in the Porsche range, you got your KNs and all that, like interesting fact, do you know that the K N is what sh- uh, saved Porsche essentially back yeah, like yeah, in yeah. the early 2000s? Yeah. So now, I'm, not, I'm just going to be paraphrasing here, but don't quote me 100% on this. This is one of those cars I'd imagine, not okay. to save Porsche in no, particular, I was saying, I was but it's one of those cars that comes where in and says- answers,
0: It basically identifies yeah. a market where consumers are looking for a solution, yeah. right? And this does, did exactly the same thing.
1: It, 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 it caters to a solution. You still get the bells and whistles of a Porsche, but it yeah. also ultimately keeps your more radical models like your 911 GT3s and that, you know. Mm-hmm. It justifies that more, if you see what I mean. Yeah, but then really. the, the, also the other person who wants something like this, it takes all the boxes. And I think with what Porsche did with the design and everything of it, I think they did a stellar job of it. No, it's a stunning car. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, a pretty I'm not car, taking definitely. anything
0: away from that, but you've answered a few of the questions that I had. For me, I love Porsche. I, arguably, my second favorite car brand, if not my favorite. Is it Porsche? Or
1: Porsche. Let us know.
0: Let, let us know in the description, actually. Let, let us know in the comments. What, what's the correct pronunciation? So, so it's it's always been, you know. But I've always seen it as a halo car for me, right? So mm. then you mm. get to this vehicle. Where I was like, where, where is this kind of sitting? Is it? It's almost like um, or a uh, coupe SUVs. Mm. Always never understood that. But to your points, depending on kind of the use case and ticking all the boxes that you have in terms of sportiness, practicality. There's a vehicle that does exactly that. Mm-hmm. No. So who the next vehicle? <coughs> so... <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, I, know, I know why I, this okay, is here. <laughs> I love Quantums. Okay. I have a, a, a love-head relationship, like many South Africans with Quantums. This specific Quantum... <laughs> this specific Quantum is the one I have grief with. I feel like they've just... You know, what happened to the, the good old box? You know, what happened to the good old box that just terrorizes us on the streets? You know? That's my, my biggest concern with this design language. Um, I think it's it's a lot more practical. I think you saw it. You mm. saw the, the brand new one. This one, yeah.
1: Yeah, so these are available in South Africa as, yeah, the quantum, as the naming conventions uh, with Toyota differ between Japan and uh, South Africa and that. Yeah, it's high ISO or quantum, pretty yeah. much, yeah? high ISO quantum. So mm. high is it's more... Um, the refresh previous generation, if yeah. you will, um, then this is just, the Quantum nameplate is pretty much this. It's supposed to be the luxury shuttle. You know, to okay, put it simply. Yeah. yeah. Now, the thing is with this, um, to your point about, you know, where's the box star and all that. Yeah.
0: Now. As a taxi, I think that's where. The, 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 that,
1: that, I, as, as a taxi. As a taxi. That's taxi. the thing. Yeah. Do you want to travel in luxury when you take a taxi, when you're doing short lift?
0: I mean, ideally, but I mean, it, it, would that not take away from the experience of like being in a taxi? But
1: you want a nice experience being in a taxi. But the way you're marketing the taxi experience, yeah. it's that no, look, you know, listen, you, you listen. got you got to earn your chops, you know. <laughs> as as so you're putting. I, it.
0: I used to take a taxi when I was uh, still studying, right? Mm, mm. And the Quantum was the perfect vehicle for exactly that. I'm talking about uh, just previous gen, this right? Yeah. Yeah. The perfect vehicle to get from A to B. Um, and it was comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the this one, for me, this is not, like, a necessarily massive step up from, like, luxury from the existing one. Mm. I just feel like in terms of practicality in South African roads, they didn't think about us. They didn't think about us, you know, taxi lovers. And um, and if correct me if I'm wrong, does it not take less
1: people? If I recall, I haven't looked too much into the range of it that much. Uh, I think it's more or less the same. Yeah. Um, but that needs to be confirmed. Uh, but as far as this goes in terms of, uh, the taxi industry and that, you know, the taxi industry, you know, this is just me assuming that, yeah. uh, they want something utilitarian, something that's of course robust, going to do the job and transport people yeah, you know, safely. safely and uh, properly in that. Whereas this more following the shuttle range, it's like when we sit down and we think about it also in terms of Toyota's range, you know, this fills that, uh, I don't want to say like a luxury shuttle, but let me say just shuttle as a collective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shuttle segment in, the, in their range. So it fits that bill. And then while we're still also catering to the taxi industry as well, who loves the highest, highest says you know, which we have right yeah. now. So... I think for the taxis, I don't think it would fare that well. But then yeah. for your longer journeys, like you know, the people yeah, want to travel from and all yeah, yeah. well, that, that works. Or let's say you want to transport, um, you know, people from business meeting to yeah, business this meeting. this is the perfect solution. The yeah. So I think Toyota knew what they were doing in that. Uh, let's use something like this. So you're saying this is not language. necessarily
0: the replacement of the Quantum that I've that I'm so like in love with. This is essentially different markets. It's more of a shuttle.
1: It technically technically is, but then we're also doing... The thing is, it's the naming conventions as well. Yeah. So, originally, the first conception of this, back into the 1970s, 60s, Hi-Ace was the nameplate. Yeah. And then we got different variations of the nameplates, and then even here, it's pretty much the same story. In uh, the country of origin, Japan, this is a Hi-Ace. And then, just to also cover the uh, refreshed model the previous generation quantum, uh, they just said, okay, let's just call it the highest vehicle. So at uh, least uh, this differentiation uh, uh, uh. between the models. Now, the methodology of why they did it exactly, I'm not 100% sure. I'd like to chat yeah. to Toyota about that, but just from what I can assume here, it's that, okay, this is how they put it out. Yeah. So at least we understand that differentiation and make it work from there.
0: Yeah, 100%. All right, so let's go into the very last image. So um, over here, what are we looking at here?
1: That is Hyundai's uh, compact vehicle. Yeah. The Hyundai Grand i10. And it actually got facelifted recently. I had the vehicle on test in a jadeish green. You know, the specific
0: will. new one, or like. So yeah. this is recent. Okay. Yeah,
1: this is the exact same one. Except so it might be a different color. But yeah, yeah this is the one that uh, got facelifted recently.
0: Now, <sighs> so the, first and foremost, yeah, yeah. you know, this thing is called Yes But No, right? So these are popular cars, which yeah. are popular because they're popular, people love them, they work. Mm. So. And I, I actually know somebody who drives the previous one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Somebody who's close to my heart, um, and it's perfect. Uh, it's a, <laughs> uh, and I, whenever I do have to drive it, I found that it was spectacular. I haven't driven this exact one, so why, why is this like not for you?
1: For me, the thing is, this is the thing with the with the Grand I Ten. It's that. Uh, it lacks a bit of the charm that Hyundai yeah. has in terms of making cheeky small cars like this. Yeah. You know, consider the Gets and uh, even the previous generation, uh, Grand I-10, not the faces, but previous yeah. generation. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of cheek to it. It's like, you know, this it is like a cheeky. little Jack Russell. Let's put <laughs> yeah. it like that. Yeah. You know, whereas this, it dampens a lot of it now. Oh, yeah. And oh, then yeah. also, I sit there and I think to myself that, you know, I get that this is a commuter first and foremost. Yeah. But um, in the same breath, also, let's give it a little extra bit of charm just to make it all that more memorable. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. And then I guess it, this didn't happen in South Africa, but I know in Korea in particular with the Hyundai Gets or um, there's a particular name they gave it in Korea, but we'll just call it Gets for the sake of this yep. um, conversation. Uh, that was actually used as a kid car in Korea. They'd it had its own racing series and that. So you nice, know, the capabilities yeah. were definitely there in that, okay, we're giving something for a little bit of cheek and, you know, and drive and that. But not just even from the drive, but then also I sit there with the Grand i10 I'm like, okay, I get where this is trying to go. And I see Mm. Hyundai has definitely stepped up in terms of uh, its vehicles and that, you know, compared to the 2000s or the early 2000s and that where it was, okay, this is our product. We built something robust. Try it out. And they were brilliant vehicles. I have a question. Checked out.
0: Grand i10. So you get the, you get an i10, right? And then you get a Grand i10.
1: No, it's just Grand I-10 straight.
0: Is it? Yeah. Before, though, it used to be I-10 and then a Grand I-10.
1: So I think it's more to do with the uh, naming conventions. I don't know what exactly happened in the yeah. meeting room with uh, Hyundai, but uh, we just called it Grand I-10. As now. far
0: as I know, they used to, used to, and I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I think you used to get an I-10 and then you used to get the Grand I-10, which is a little bit more like stuff that you get with the car. But mm. for like entry model, I think the I-10 was like, you know, I'm just trying to get from A to B. This is uh. My first car, sort of thing. So and and, and, and of that's research, where, yeah. like, I think, you know, um, depending on your, your requirements of the vehicle, that's where you'd get a little bit of cheek versus, um, you know, kind mm. of more capability.
1: Because I think a lot of it also is becoming, I think this is uh, a thing of notice or trend just for, for smaller cars and that is that, you know what, let's just throw whatever features at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know the people are gonna love it, uh. but then let's also think about the foundations of it as well, and then think, okay, what is the consumer going to require? In exactly. These instances as well. Yeah. A little that also compass. builds a, not even just creature comforts, but then you know ergonomics and that as well, and then uh-huh. also just the designs of certain items and all. You know, you sit there and you think that this is a well-considered car when you look yeah. at all these things. Yeah. You know, to the average person, um, you know, they may not care about all of that. You want something that's fuel-efficient, that's safe, it's going to get you from point A to B in comfort. But I implore to people that, you know, also look at little things like that because that's also what makes motoring memorable. Yeah, for sure. That's, for sure. The, that's the other thing. So, you know, stuff like that, that's... Um, it's, look, it's it's it, it's
0: going to be a hit, it's going to be a hit, regardless of, you know, whether we like it or not, it's, yeah. going, it's a fantastic car, so it's always going to be a hit. In the, no, no, in the good
1: market. car on its own, right, yeah. definitely. But then, you know, I sit then I think, you know, with hey, the days of It lost its cheek. I was like, hey, yeah. Give is cheek back. <laughs> it needs to be a little <laughs> bit more cheeky, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on.
0: So, we've got Heatseekers Seekers let um Obviously, at the beginning of the year, we spoke about, essentially, um, the cars that will be coming out in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna be asking all of the, the, the journalists on the team exactly why they, you know, kind of how do they feel about these vehicles and you kind of first on the list yeah. So mm. three cars that you think are gonna be coming out this year. The first one you gave me was Franz. Why yeah. is Franz going to be kind of a, a hot car this year?
1: The thing is with the Franz, it, it surprised all of us um, when I was there at the launch and then also I drove it uh, briefly as well while I was in the office. And it's the thing of how did Suzuki get an entry-level price like this? The kind of feature set Uh. and uh, the drivability and quality and everything in between Uh. at that price point of 280K starting. Uh. Because when I jumped into the entry-level GL spec, and I was like, okay, no, there's actually a decent bit of kit in that. But at the time, I didn't know that it was a a GL. I thought it was uh, the top spec line. Until I got told, no, you're in the entry-level one, I said.
0: Well, yeah. You're joking, exactly. Yeah. So basically, you're getting all the things that you expect at a really good price, and more, mind you, and more at a really low price in in kind of the basic model.
1: Yeah, and the car is fun to drive. Like, I didn't expect it to be have that much. I didn't expect to have that much fun driving it. And I thought, huh, this actually really has a lot of charm to it. Yeah, you know. And tie that with the feature set that's also in, and I thought. Yeah, this this is definitely going to appeal to a lot of people. What is this going up against?
0: Um, kind of, what are the competitors?
1: So, thinking in the price range, uh, Grand i10 would be one of them, just thinking about pricing in that. Okay. Then uh, you got the likes of the Toyota Starlet as well. And because um, we're looking around 280K. So, yeah, more or less in terms of competitors, that's who I can think of off the top of my head.
0: So, the top reason why you think this is going to be a heat seeker is just basically value for money. It's going to tick all the boxes, yeah. Africans are going to fall in love with.
1: Yeah, va- value for money and more, in all honesty.
0: 100%. Yeah. Let's go to the next photo. Um, so what do we have here? Ford, Ford. It's a Ford Territory.
1: Yes, so Territory, the nameplate was in South Africa before. It was the Australian-built uh, Ford Territory with the Barra straight six-cylinder engine and that. Yeah. Then it uh, left South Africa for some time. Then uh, now it's coming back. And this is... Uh, How's this different to the Everest? So this is a smaller version, small family SUV-like. Oh, right. Everest is more off-road SUV. Because that's
0: that's extremely popular. Everyone wants an Everest, right? That's kind of the hot new SUV that's on the streets. Yeah. So this is just a smaller version, almost like a crossover, sort of like, you know, in terms of size. I guess you could say crossover for
1: the most part. But Mm. uh, yeah, this is a five-seater. And um, what really surprised me about this was that For one, the engine convention that's being used, which is a 1.8-liter turbocharged, I was like, I actually don't see very many 1.8 liters these days. Mm. But then also the indicative pricing at the moment um, when we saw the press release for this was around about uh, the 600K mark. And I thought, wait, what? Mm. Mm. Hang on. And that's, you know, the entry-level model. Then we're getting, of course, the usual um, trim levels expected of Ford. And I thought, huh, when this comes, I want to have a look at this. This Is this like a
0: small version of an Everest? Like essentially, it's just basically a cheaper Everest in terms of you know I can't really or I don't necessarily need all the capabilities of an Everest. I just something that's going to be for the city, taking the kids, that sort of
1: thing. I don't think it could you could really compare it to an Everest. This is more along the lines of um, the closest car I can think about is uh, CX3 maybe. Yeah, maybe CX3, maybe uh, Cherry Tigo Seven Pro, perhaps. All right, so you I know, see. along those lines, more or less. Julian Mm, Jolium, I think this would be slightly bigger than a Jolium, but then I haven't seen the car yet, so yeah. I can't uh, yeah. confirm that. Let's see what um, happens. I mean, yeah. I,
0: I, it looks good, so I think it's, it's definitely going to make a splash. Last vehicle for me, then last segment, Tay.
1: Hey, I was there today for that. Yeah,
0: yeah, you just came in straight from there, like when we started recording this. So, yeah, what did you think about, what are we looking at first and foremost? This is the, the new Volvo, right?
1: Yeah, so this is the Volvo EX30. It's quite Swedish. It looks very futuristic. The future yeah. is now, aesthetic, yeah, yeah. as you can see, as evidenced by the well, what Lancaster do you mean it's quite
0: What mean What does that even mean, like Tay? What, what, what makes a
1: car Swedish? So I've had a bit of a habit on YouTube yeah. for looking up interior design and that, and Swedish design did come up in the recommended uh, okay. at some point. Okay,
0: so this is on-brand, essentially. Of, so yeah, it's,
1: it's, of- it's, it's, it's pretty on-brand. And then yeah. also just the, the thing that surprised me about it the most was just the cabin itself. Where um, a lot of it is a sustainability focus, but it's also there's an element of minimalism in it. Mm. Like there's there's next to no buttons in that thing. Yeah, a lot of it is. Um, I'm not a op- fan of that,
0: by the way. I'm not a fan of uh, like having no buttons in my in my cabin.
1: Uh, well, what buttons do you like pushing?
0: Let's uh, for another story. I think we actually have an episode <laughs> about dashes previously where I spoke about just kind of you know. Mm. I, I like a few buttons, but you're saying that over here it's almost like a Tesla. It's kind of
1: you know, model, it's, it's, it's very, very minimalist. Um, futuristic. Very, very full Yeah. Full buttons and all. So a lot of the feature sets in operation, it's uh, through a tablet infotainment screen, you know, dead center in the center mm. stack. And um, just the sustainability aspect also stretches to the cabin materials. So... Pretty much recycled materials that have been upcycled, and um, one example of this is uh, in one of the trim levels. So there's actual denim thread that was recycled and nice. used into the uh, seats for the X30. And I thought, okay, nice, that's yeah. actually pretty nifty. And then when you yeah. feel it yourself, you know, you don't think that ah, I know because it's recycled. it's like, oh, <laughs> it doesn't feel, not yeah, that nice. no, it actually feels really good. Like in this. Yeah. and even just the tactili- tactility is that mm. the word. Mm. of the cabin and that, I was touching all the surface and just having a feel of that and I was like yeah this feels actually pretty premium and then yes. also hard wearing where it matters like for example near the foot walls and the door cart and that where oh look it looks There,
0: I take back my, my statement earlier it looks absolutely stunning um, I can then, see it
1: now yeah interesting thing here the Harman Kardon uh, soundbar yeah interestingly so generally when you think soundbar you think you know it's a thing it's in like your house like kind of your uh, TV yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Go, you go to a townhouse in Midrand, then you know that's the first thing you <laughs> see then <laughs> That's what's making the whole noise in that area of the <laughs> yeah. complex, but that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> Look, it looks good.
0: I think it's, I see what you're saying. It's definitely going to be, and wait, price-wise, is it going to be the cheapest? Uh, like this is, I'm assuming, battery electric, full, fully battery electric. Yeah,
1: so this is a uh, full electric. Uh, starting price for this is 775900 Yeah. And you're competing with the likes of, in terms of pricing, your GWM Aura 3, mm-hmm. because uh, I saw the Aura 03-400, that is only fifty Rand more than this. And I sat there and I thought,
0: hmm, okay. It's fifty Rand more than this.
1: Yeah, fifty Rand more. So what's a pizza, you know? Or well, a slice a, of pizza. Yeah, you can
0: get a pizza as well. That's crazy. I mean I agree with you. I think it's gonna be let's see what happens. I mean that's just that's launching like only now, right? So
1: Today, it's been unveiled in South Africa. We're yet to drive it. This was more of an unveiling. Uh, But um, with what's on offer, I think, okay, this can actually be pretty good competition for the entry-level EV space. So I'd like to see how it fares. You know, Volvo, especially, we know they don't joke around when it comes to their vehicles. So I think um, with what's going to come about... Let's see what they can play with in the space.
0: Yeah, we're definitely gonna have articles for both the fronts, which is I'm assuming live, um, yeah, and obviously right. the this is obviously gonna be coming up as well. So if you want to see or get some more details on that, definitely check out the description to read all about that. Let's move into the last segment here before I leave and love you. Lights out, brand new segments. So obviously the 2024 F1 season starting now, mm-hmm. and you know it's testing right now, so we don't really know what the performance are of the vehicles are, but we've seen the liveries. So I just wanna get your opinion of the liveries and we can rank them each by just kind of emojis. Like what does what does this give you? So so right now we're looking at the Red Bull R B twenty. How do you feel about this livery? And just overall do you think it's gonna do well in terms of performance of the vehicle?
1: You're gonna hate me for saying this. Yeah. You know I don't watch F one. I know. <laughs> That's why we just talking. <laughs> that's, that's why, why you, <laughs> you decided to put me in the hot up, pot like this. Just, uh. Yeah, just based off delivery yeah, and load, load, For
0: somebody who's never seen F1, what, is, what does this give you? Like, it's giving.
1: The thing is, I know how radical Red Bull has gotten with deliveries in the past and that. Radical? I mean, that's yeah. I wouldn't go as far as saying radical. Let me say in different disciplines, not yeah. just uh, F1. Sorry. Okay. Um, what do I feel when I see this? I don't think it would be very spectacular to see at night. It's it's yeah. a bit too dark. There's not enough bright elements there. Okay, fine. We do have the yellow accents yeah. uh, with the bulls and that, but I think it could be more. But then again, uh, as far as F1 liveries go, this doesn't stand out as much. It in doesn't my stand opinion.
0: out for me. It's like a kind of the emoji with like the straight face. It's kind of
1: it's, like, it's okay. It's, it's the same as last
0: year. It um, exists. It's there. Let's move on to the next one. So next, I got Mercedes W15 for you. I mean, I have a little bit of bias here, to be honest. Um, I love it. I, 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 You know, I love it. I like the fact that they've kind of merged the black and the silver together.
1: I like the green streaks uh, yeah. decals there, the way yeah. they spread across. And then also how the silver arrows also dissolve into the... Uh Rest of the body there, so I actually like that. Uh, those those two little touches for the most part. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is Lewis Hamilton's last car before he moves on to Ferrari. So I'm gonna be watching closely. I think it's a hard delivery. Uh, let's see what happens.
1: Yeah, that one actually looks pretty nice, I reckon.
0: And for an emoji here, I'm just gonna give it like a like a cool glasses, like the cool guy with the glasses. Moving on, so we have the Ferrari SF, that. F- SF24. Yeah. So what are we looking at here? Is Charles's new car for the year? Mm-hmm. I mean thoughts. Do you like it? Do you hate it?
1: They still. Ferrari has actually kept its liveries consistent ever since um, I was old enough to actually figure out that, oh, wait, this is a Formula One car. Yeah. And actually painting the wheels red, that's at least something that's a little bit different, unless if there's other cars in this uh, in the segment, in the yeah. list <laughs> that we have to check out. Then I do like that on a first impression basis that, okay, look, I love we're adding team. something different to now make it. More distinguishable.
0: I hate Ferrari, but oh my god, this is a this is a hard livery. Why do you um, hate Ferrari? I'm a Mercedes fan, so you know I've kind of had a, a love hate relationship for a while. I think it's hard. I think it's hard livery. I think they've 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 nailed it.
1: One of our dear colleagues is not impressed with what he heard. Hundred percent. It's
0: also cool glasses uh, for this one. Okay, I got two more for looks you. Cool. I like this. So colors. we got Aston Martin's livery for the year, the AMR24. Hmm. Um.
1: It doesn't yeah, stand
0: out. Underwhelming for me. I find it a little bit underwhelming. Um, it's cool. It's definitely cool. But when you consider it with everything else, it's okay. It's kind of... I, I see it the same way as Red Bull for me.
1: The thing is with this, it's like I'd actually rank it below the Red Bull. Yeah. Because uh, this is just green. This like green. It's, it, fine, it's British <laughs> Racing green. <laughs> yeah. A shade of it in some capacity. But I <laughs> sit yeah. there and I think okay, fine, you just put uh, stickers on a green body, that's it. Do you yeah. not do anything creative with that? Big
0: it. trend that came out this year is the carbon fiber, right? Uh, just expose carbon fiber by all the teams for like, you know, they, they were saying that it's a weight-saving exercise. But uh, most people were like, it's just lazy. But there's um, always
1: been carbon fiber. Like, okay, carbon fiber's been well, in the paints, aftermarket well, scene painting for your ages. carbon
0: fiber, right, is, is what they, they're saying they're going to save like a, like a kilogram of weight by doing so. Um, I don't know. Um, I think paint your car.
1: What's a kilogram? Just don't eat a burger before the race. In F1, it's it's a,
0: it's a lot. i got like one more for you 10 but probably my favorite one. Steak. So this is Steak F1 team, Kick Sauber. Try saying that first. Um, kick Sauber. Yeah, this is my favorite, easily by far. I think it's the hardest car that I've seen in a long time. Um, and I've seen it on track already, and it's stunning. It's a stunning livery that's going to kind of glow at night. And during the day, it's gonna stand out. So
1: it's a, it's a good mix of colors, actually. Um, whereas with the Aston Martin, was just solid green. At least they tried to break it up, and yeah. especially in uh, key design areas and uh, body panels. Yeah. So I think yeah, that actually is a, is a better execution. You know, yeah. just For Above two color, well, three color design. Let yeah. me say, hundred yeah. percent. Anyways, Tay,
0: so that's pretty much all the time I have for you today.
1: I talk too much, I know.
0: Uh, you you talk enough just about enough but anyways if you guys like the show please can you guys engage with us tell us exactly what you liked about the show tell us what you want to see next Uh, don't forget to hit the the like button and to to smash the subscribe button and I guess we'll see you guys next week in Los Wesley shop (laughs) thanks Dave
1: Search Orchard Trader. <laughs>